Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. We are off and running in our summer of football, and today we're going to hit the NFC South, move to a little NFL action. It's kind of cool, though. We went from probably the easiest conference to predict in uh, the ACC to move over to the hardest conference to pick, in my eyes, in the NFC South. Miles, I'm very excited. These odds are actually very great. Yeah, so let's go over the odds first, because we only got four teams here. Cool. Right? It's the NFL. Uh, Saints are heavy favorites at minus 190, followed by the Falcons at plus 325, Panthers at plus 650, and the Buccaneers bringing it up at number four, plus 1,100 odds to win the division. You had mentioned earlier today that the Bears were plus 1,400, plus 1,400. last year yep. to win the division. Something in mind when you're betting these futures, right? Because you see yeah. those odds and you're like, wow, that'll never happen. Yeah. And then you go back in the history books and you're like, well, the NFL is hard to predict, and especially when it's a division that's been as open as this one has Absolutely. been in the past. Now, there are a lot of arguments that say this year it's not as open because the Saints seem to be a heavy favorite. Yes, I do agree with that. And when you look at the NFC North from last year, it was an open division because a lot happened in that division. This division, a lot's not going to happen. In my opinion, if I have to pick my outright winner, I'm going to go with that first. My outright winner, I have to pick the New Orleans Saints. Why? The Saints boasted a great record last year, and this year I'm projecting them to have a record of 12-4. and four. Their strength of schedule is ridiculous. They're 22nd in the NFL as one of the easiest schedules. I think it's irresponsible to not pick the Saints at this point. Absolutely. Uh, they were a really bad call away, obviously, last year from being in the Super Bowl. Would have given the Patriots a much better game. Should have been there. Yes. Obviously. I mean, I, I think by the end of the year, I think the Saints were the better team than the Rams, but that's the way it shakes out sometimes. Got to both say everybody coming back. I think that I think the Saints will definitely start the season at a at a one and three, two and two pace because they start the season Monday night game at the Texans. Next game they got to go to uh, Los Angeles play the Rams, then to Seattle, and then they finish up with Dallas. But after that, it's pretty much smooth sailing. I think if they get out of that stretch with a five hundred or better record, they will be an easy twelve and four team. Two games against the Falcons, both in November. Uh, there's been a lot of talk that, and and the odds tell us that too that the Falcons are. Yes. Their biggest competitor in the division. I don't necessarily think that, not to jump ahead too much. I think the Panthers are actually their biggest competition in, in the division this year. Uh, but as far as outright winner, even at 190, got to go with the Saints. Yes, and for all you guys who play fantasy football, I would keep an eye on where Jared Cook is going to be lying. Jared Cook had 896 yards, six touchdowns with freaking car. I mean... A terrible offense. Now you have a guy who's going to throw the ball a ton while Michael Thomas will be getting doubled. Just look for Jared Cook to put up big numbers. Don't really think they miss anything with with losing Mark Ingram. I think Alvin Kamara will just get even better. Latavius Murray is a, a good fill-in for for um, a change of pace back. What are your thoughts on Drew Brees this year, right? Coming off a MVP-like season uh, at his age. We saw Peyton Manning have this drop-off near the end of his career. Do you think that's inevitably coming for Brees as well? I don't think it is yet. Um, with Peyton Manning, so the Peyton Manning drop-off, they had there were two different styles of players. Peyton Manning was a more upright, less mobile quarterback who got a neck injury. So, you know, the wear and tear was definitely gonna be on there. Drew Brees avoids hit and he's good at he's avoid hits and he's good at moving around. So I think his window's a little bit longer than Peyton's. His wall will come, but it'll be a wall when he doesn't have playmakers around him. They the, the wide receiving core is not the best with freaking uh, Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith. 
That is not the best wide receiving core in the country, but they do have Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, now adding Jared Cook. They have pieces where Drew Brees won't have to be reliant on his arm ability as much as Peyton was um, towards the end of his career. He needed his arm. He didn't have the legs. Yeah, I don't really see a big drop-off coming from I don't either. Well, especially with the weapons that he has yeah. at his disposal. I, I, I think, I mean, I think Kamara is going to be their most important player on the entire team this year. Yep. I mean, you've, uh, I know they brought in Latavius Murray to replace Mark Ingram, but we'll see, you know, what kind of production they get out of him. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think that they're going to miss Mark Ingram more than they realize. But at this point, Kamara is just such a beast as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah. Breeze has a lot of help. Kamara's going to hate his life after this season. He's exactly. going to take a ton of hits. Right. Uh, all right. What do you think about the Falcons? Falcons are going to come in as my value play. Um, why? The Falcons could have easily been one of the best teams in the conference. Their entire defense got decimated. The conference probably have the best wide receiving core in this entire um, in this entire division with uh, Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Justin Hardy, and Austin Hooper rounding out at the tight end position. Don't forget Calvin Ridley. Oh, my God. How did I roll tide? God, I even forgot Calvin Ridley. There's so many pieces on this offense that you can easily get lost. Where I'm afraid is their running back position. They're going to need one of these running backs that they drafted to step up because I don't really see uh, Devonta Freeman being healthy all season. And your backup is Edo Smith? Okay, that was a glaring hole in their depth chart Yes, for me. Okay, because Freeman played two games last year. Yes, and they relied on Tevin Coleman big time. Right, and and even when he was fully healthy, can he still be the feature back? Yeah. I mean, Coleman was an integral part of this offense for years, especially because of his catch-passing ability. The Falcons? So now where does that leave him? So I was, okay, so initially I was like, I was pegging the Falcons somewhere. I was like, man, they could easily win 12 games this year. And then I looked at their schedule, strength of schedule, eighth strength of schedule. Miles, they have some ridiculous games at Minnesota versus Philly, at Houston, and versus LA. Those are ridiculous. And not to tell you the, the November games versus the Saints. Right. The Saints could easily sweep them. I'm picking them somewhere around like uh, uh, nine and seven. Uh, on the high side, 10 6. I don't really think they get higher than that. Matt Ryan sacked 42 times last year. Yep. They go out and get two offensive linemen in the first round. Okay. I see I, I see what you're doing there. Colts. Right. No changes to a defense that ranked 29th in the league in total defense last year. Well, you have to be fair. They made no changes to a defense that was decimated by injuries. Okay. With those, those first few games, those that defense was dominating teams. I think the biggest uptick that no one is going to notice, and this sucks for me to say, the biggest uptick that no one is going to notice is the... the uh, the departure of Steve Shark- of, of Steve Sharkeesian. His game is not suited for the NFL game. The NFL game, you need to be able to throw the ball in the red zone. You, It's not college. You can't just hammer the ball down their throats in the red zone. And they failed. Failed miserably at hammering the at, at, at throwing the ball in the end zone. And I think they'll, they'll see a big uptick. Julio Jones will get a lot more touchdowns this season. I don't doubt you on the offensive side, but just going back to the defensive side for a yes, second. Yes, no, I definitely understand. All right, all right. I mean, I mean, I mean, even with the injuries, though, second to last in the league is, is still a jarring number. And to count on the fact that you're going to come back fully healthy and and improve those numbers, I mean, that's that's just where okay, so that's where I'm concerned. Okay, uh, on on the Falcons and and at the running back position, I I just feel like there, there's no denying their receiving core, but their red zone offense was also weak last year as well. You will, the play calling as, will help. As as we get down through, as we go through these teams, you'll understand why they had to become my value pick. Let's go to the Panthers. Okay, so we're going to move over to the Panthers. Panthers, what, finished the season last year 7-9? Um, Panthers have a relatively easy schedule this year. My biggest gripe with the Panthers is Cam Newton. I have been hearing rumblings that Cam Newton's shoulder still is not 100%. 
I've even heard things as crazy as can't they might they might sign Colin Kaepernick so they have an an, an accurate and a reputable quarterback at the back position so they're not relying on Will Greer. I just don't think that they have enough pieces, even with adding Torrey Smith and Chris Hogan at the wide receiver position, to help an unhealthy quarterback. Carolina has a lot of what ifs. Yes, right. Cam absolutely, Newton is the biggest one for me. My analysis is going to be based, and it may not be fair, but my analysis is going to be based on the fact that Newton is healthy and ready to play. Yes, that's, he, that's definitely fair. Because if he's not, right, then I've got to put him at third place behind the Falcons. Yes. But for me, and we've been doing this for a while, you know me, I've actually been high, I, I picked the Panthers to win the division last yeah. year. Because I'm and high they, on, they should have as the way the, division right. start, as the way the season started. I'm high on a healthy Cam Newton. Yes. But when he's playing hurt, it's a different team. And Olsen also missed some time, but he's getting towards the end of his career. But I still think they have so many good weapons. I think that DJ Moore is going to develop. I think Curtis Samuel is going to develop. I'm a big fan of Christian McCaffrey. Big fan of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and I think he can have a breakout season. The defense is okay. They ranked right in the middle of the NFL last yep. year. So that's okay. It's a healthy Cam Newton. Yep, that's all it is for me. And for me, that's what makes them my value pick at plus 650, is that that's where my money's going to go. Because I think if anybody can take it from the Saints and the Falcons, it's going to be the MVP Cam Newton that we saw, which we may never see again. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, injuries have derailed a career before. But, man, if they can just get clicking with this offense. And, but here's the thing. We said the same thing last year. And yeah. we never saw it. We never saw it. And so how, what I did, Miles, to, to predict all my records, I literally looked at every single game and I tallied it up. Unfortunately... I have the Panthers with a losing record for a consecutive season at six and ten, and it pained me to do the six and ten. But there were just so many games on their schedule that I thought were guaranteed losses. I thought versus Rams was a guaranteed loss. I thought at Houston guaranteed loss. I thought at Indy at Green Bay guaranteed. And then I had fifty fifty losses with 49ers. I mean, uh, I had sixty forty losses, 49ers and versus uh, versus the Titans. I'll give you sixty forty losses. I think guaranteed losses is a little. Unfair, don't you think? Well, if if I'm going to do a predicted score, I have to put in guaranteed losses, in my opinion, because yeah. then I, my predicted score would just be all over the place. Those are my games that I think very. I think they're maybe do eighty twenty losses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was even hesitant to put the the Forty Niners as a sixty forty loss, but if the Forty ers and Garoppolo is really everything everybody's talking about, then I have to put them as a sixty forty. Let's go to the Bucks. The Bucks here. No way. See, see, okay, so I have I have the Panthers at six and ten, right? So no way do I have the Bucks here. Um oh my god, I realized that one of my one of my records is off. Uh anyways. No way do I have the Bucks here winning the division. That's good. <laughs> so I couldn't put them, couldn't put the Panthers in my value pick. That's why I put the Falcons. Sure. Tampa no, Bay. Well, well, and to go back to that for a second, I mean, plus 325, that is good value. Yes. I, I think Falcons or Panthers are both a good value. There's no Absolutely. denying that from a betting perspective. Tampa Bay is an interesting team for me. They're going to be really interesting because what Bruce Arians out of, I think he had, was it three losing, out of seven seasons, he had three losing seasons, four winning seasons, yeah. what it was. When he had the winning seasons, they were good winning seasons. Actually, actually, it was uh, one less winning, one less losing season because they were eight and eight, if I remember correctly. Um, so it's hard for me to gauge because he's going to put a winning culture in there. But then I think about it, and I'm like, where were the Bucks' problems? Like, we, we didn't have problems on offense. No. We destroyed on offense. You had the number three overall offense in the league. So, but I also have to imagine that Three games that we lost last year were because of our kicker. 
But how good is Matt Gay, a rookie kicker that we drafted early again? Well, before we talk about the kicker, let's talk about Jameis. What are your thoughts on Jameis? I'm talking down the road here. I this think, is this may be a make or break year for him. I, okay, so I think it is a tryout year, but also I think that he has been put in a very unfair situation. Why? So are you saying from the beginning or now? I'm saying in the last three years, okay. two years, two years, okay. last few years. Jameis is a lights out quarterback who makes a ton of mistakes, but he's also a quarterback who wears his team on his sleeve. He's also a quarterback who has no run game. Also a quarterback who has no defense to back him up. When you see quarterbacks make mistakes in the NFL, most of those most of those teams have quarterback have defenses that can at least weather the storm. When Buck, when the Bucks make a mistake, guaranteed touchdown. So Jameis, sure, he pads the stats and they're fat. But there's so much pressure for him not to make mistakes or for him to be the hero that he makes even more mistakes. So I think he's got an unfair draw there. He's an amazing quarterback who tries way too hard. Well, there's no doubt that the Bucks need these draft picks on the defensive side of the ball to start seeing returns. Yes, soon. I mean, Vita Vea needs to start coming into his own. Here. Yeah. Well, it's this is year now. No year McCoy. Two. Right. McCoy. McCoy's gone. We added Sue. Uh, Devin White needs to be a day one starter. De- he needs to be a day one contributor. Oh, yeah. uh, he does need help. He needs to. Get going with Mike Evans. He needs, he needs to stay healthy and stay unsuspended for a year. I think I'm going to be really interested in seeing how durable he'll be with the added weight. Uh, he added some weight over the offseason because uh, Arians is going to want him to stand and bang in the pocket. But at the and the same token, I think him standing in the pocket is going to make him a light years better quarterback. I think that's when he was at his best at Florida State. Is yes. when he was dropping back in the pocket. Most of the time this season, he terrible. Last season, he was terrible because he was scrambling around, fumbling the ball, throwing it to nobody. I'm really interested, but I couldn't pick the Bucks because there are seven weeks in between Tampa games. They have to go through seven week span of where they don't play in Tampa because they have that stupid London game. With that being said, Miles. I pegged the Bucks to still win seven games. More than the Panthers. More than the Panthers. And that's only because the Bucks schedule, yeah, sure they have the 12th hardest schedule in the league. A lot of the Bucks scheduling problems is just them being away from home. Not really the caliber of teams. It's just so many away games and and not and neutral site games that kind of stink, you know. All right, before we go into our accolades here, some overall numbers. Here here's the thing. The Saints are the pick, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at it objectively and you're looking at it based off last year, it's hard to pick against the Saints. But yeah. I think the Falcons and the Panthers and maybe even the Bucks, can push the Saints a little more this yeah. year than they were able to last year. Got to see some healthy teams coming in. Yes. Really thought it was interesting that last year, all four of these teams ranked inside the top 10 in the NFL in total offense. Yes, they were fun offenses to watch. And the, and that just tells you that the, that these games, no matter how good the defenses are, if the offenses are firing and all, and we saw some high-scoring games in yeah. this division over the years. Yep. And if that can continue, then you can see teams, uh, the Saints have some question marks on defense. Yes, they do. I mean, they are uh, they got my boy Marshawn Lattimore locking down the secondary, yep. and uh, Von Bell and Eli Apple, all Buckeyes. But... Let's they, not be too high on Eli. <laughs> but they've got some holes, right? Yes. So 
I don't think it's as much of a done deal as many experts would lead you to believe. No, which is why I'm not putting the house on the Saints. No. That's for sure. And it's, it's which is why I think this would be an interesting division to bet your futures on. Yes, uh, they're do a futures bet on with with the Falcons and the Panthers. Like I said, both good value. So those are my overall thoughts. Well, well, like well, as a better, why would you not take both? Like okay, guys, I'm gonna tell you this. One thing about me and Miles, we are all about value. Neither one of us pay heavy juice. We find good value plays, and most of the time, we're successful with it. I think, as a confident better, I am going. I am more likely to take the Falcons over the Saints. And sure, the Falcons might lose, but when I'm getting a return of of plus three fifty over over losing money, I have to go with the Falcons. And and I wouldn't be surprised if the Carolina pulls it off. Who's your impact player? My impact player, and this was a tough one. I was initially going to go with Christian McCaffrey, but I retracted that. And I was my impact player as Alvin Kamara. Because if if Alvin Kamara does not perform or he gets hurt, that team is done. Sometimes it blows my mind. We, we do not even talk about these before. I send you the sheet. I tell you to write down an impact player. I went back and forth too. But Alvin Kamara is the impact player in this division. This Absolutely. Year. He goes down. He's not healthy. He's not ready to play. The Saints are hurting. They're done. Because he's their production. He is what's keeping the ball moving. And not just him. It's it's this new age. We've been talking about new age quarterbacks, right? Yeah. There's almost a new age running back now coming yep. to the NFL where you've got to be able to just not just run the ball, but just move the ball. Take over the, the game. Yeah. Blocking. You are the you are the offense. You are the offense, right? Like and that's what the Saints have really done with Kamara here. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong, Brees has been lights out, and Michael Thomas has been great. Yep. But Kamara is what keeps this offense moving. If you watch their postseason games last year. You know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. It helps to have a guy like Kamara. It helps to have a guy where you are second and seven, and you know that you can get four to five yards. And you'll see that even if an NFL team doesn't have a pass-catching back, they'll get one to complement their workhorse. Absolutely. That's where the league is headed because you need someone who can move the chains like that. Kamara does it all, though. Yes. He does it all for them, which is why which he, is amazing. I think they're going to miss Ingram more than they realize. Kamara's going to get banged up, and that's gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to it's gonna show you. I'll be excited to see how they utilize Latavius with, with Kamara. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. So who do you have as your rookie of the year? So I was kind of 50-50 on this one. Um, if I'm going with a single player, I, I had to go with Devin White because I think that Devin White has the most opportunity to come into this league and make yes. an instant impact as far as the, the plays that he's going to be able to make for this defense. I think he's that good of a player. Now, if I wasn't going to go with Devin White, I was just going to mention the Falcons offensive line tandem. Because, oh God! Uh, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, both first-round picks. Because if the, if the Falcons can decrease their total of forty-two sacks from last year considerably, then it could it could be the difference for the Falcons this year to keep Matt Ryan upright. But I am going with Devin White. I'm going with Devin White as well. Um, and then I threw in some jokes here. Honorable mention Matt Gay because he'll probably score the most points out of <laughs> out of any uh, rookie. But I, but don't get me wrong. I also do like the pick uh, from the uh, Panthers, Brian Burns, athletic sure. linebacker, um, DN hybrid who's quick off the line. He's a little raw, and they needed help on the D line, so he'll he'll get but, his opportunities. But normally those raw players on the D line that all all you want to do is a pass rush. Normally they're really effective because they have nothing to lose and they throw their body around. What's your game of the year? Game of the year. The Saints NFC Falcons South. on Thanksgiving. Oh, is uh oh that is that's a that's a Thursday night Thanksgiving game. Yeah. That's right. I had that on here, but okay. Uh definitely 
everyone's going to circle that for for the game of the year. I have to agree with you there. If I had a close runner-up, it would have been Saints at Panthers last Sunday of the year. Oh, yeah. But that's also... Could be for the division. In my opinions, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I think the Panthers are going to compete for the division. But that Saints-Falcons game on Thursday night, on Thanksgiving night, will probably end up being the game of the year for, yeah. for the division. It'll be exciting. All right, so we went over our value picks uh, and our winner picks. Yes. And Miles, since I have you here, if you were to pick one surprise thing to happen in this division, what would it be? Off the top of your head, one surprise thing. Uh, for me, one surprise thing would be the Saints winning less than 10 games. Oh my God, you just read my mind. I, I mean, Holy crap. We, you just took that out of my brain. Isn't that the most likely surprise yes. right out of this division? Because honestly, you, you think about, we've been doing this for a while. Let's think about like when you have a team that's like guaranteed, right? Yeah. And then it's, it, Nine it doesn't always team pan out be, that way. I, I mean, like, it, wow. it's the NFL. Yep. So winning less than 10 games, yeah, that would be a surprise to me. Nine and seven would be gross. But I could see it happening. I could definitely see it happening. I mean, they could start the season off 0-4. Right. And then at that point, the door's wide open for everybody in the division. Yes. I project Tampa Bay to have a have a winning record this year, so that might be my second most surprising thing that could happen. I've seen a lot of three wins projection. I've seen a lot of six. I've not seen any winning record projections yet. They can just get a little more production out of their defense That's, and help just a little more. A little bit. I've mean, been watching the OTAs. The I've watched OTAs. I was never a Hargraves fan, but he's coming up on that contract year. He is balling out of OTAs right now, and I hope he brings that to pads. You know. Well, guys, I thank you so much for listening. Wait, we almost forgot the hat. Oh, yeah. Guys, we, we, have, it this we, time. we have the hat. We're going to pick what we're going to do next. Okay. All right. So which uh, division or conference are we going to go Okay, I got Uh-oh, it. what are we going to do? Are we ready? We're going to the Big 12. The Big 12? Oh, <laughs> right we're talking about college. Jalen time. Yeah. Oh, God, this is going to be exciting. So next week's episode, you will hear us talk about uh, the Big 12. Guys, we thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of What's the Spread. Please be sure to download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or however else you get your podcast. Every download helps move us up the charts. Be sure to comment, like, rate, and subscribe. Thank you guys so much for listening.